0: tribalism sucks critical thinking is pretty cool thanks for being part of american viewpoints with mike ferguson
1: did you catch that netflix miniseries waco okay if not you should watch it really well produced and it could well I know, maybe should spark some conversations about our law enforcement and our judicial system I'm Mike Ferguson. Thanks for joining us here on American Viewpoints. And, yep, still uh, doing the shows on Skype and Zoom because my studios are corona-closed and I'm still working from home just like pretty much everybody else. Joined now by Samuel Staley, Research Fellow at the Independent Institute, uh, also Managing Director of the DeVoe L. Moore Center at Florida State University. And I'm not talking to you about academics here, Sam. I am talking to you about your review of Waco and the point that you made at the very end about – this should give us pause about militarization of our police, uh, our law enforcement. We'll get to that in a few minutes. First of all, thanks for the time. Secondly, uh, if somebody had made this miniseries, just wrote the script out of thin air, nobody would have believed that this was possible. This, was, this would have been absolutely um, beyond the scope of uh, suspension of disbelief.
0: Yeah. I think one of the interesting things and I'm as you mentioned I'm a research fellow at the Independent Institute in Oakland but I also I'm a movie critic. So I've written at this point hundreds of movie reviews and so I'm looking at a lot of material for content quality and one of these things you see is well a story like this would have only worked today in science fiction. Right. Uh, in terms of movies. So when you're watching this miniseries, and I generally watch movies, I don't really watch series because it's a different format, different medium. Friend of mine said, hey, you really got to watch this. I said, okay. I actually lived through the time in which Waco happened. So I had a real crisp memory of this. But honestly, I started watching this movie and I'm not only were things coming back to me, but the way the movie or the series is put together really brings out some very salient issues in very good ways. The momentum uh, continues, even though you know the outcome, or at least I know the outcome. Right. It's really bringing out really important issues, and it doesn't give – it's actually balanced. Um, I- as, as scary as the outcome is, the the series is actually reasonably balanced.
1: I thought it was too. And by the way, if you want to read Sam's uh, 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 review, just go to the Independent Institute's blog, independent.org. And it's called Waco Demonstrates the Real Dangers of Militarizing Law Enforcement because the script was written. Um, based on two books, one from one of the survivors who were a part of the Branch Davidians. Um, I think we can safely call it a cult, but one of the members who survived it. And then the FBI's negotiator. And so they took both of those books, compared notes and tried to keep the facts. I was in college when this happened. And I remember the extreme debates that happened at the time. I remember in being in the student lounge And watching the fire and watching Janet Reno, you know, give her explanations. And people were blaming uh, David Koresh. People were blaming the FBI. But now we've got all these years later, this comes out, gives us multiple perspectives. And it's reminding this that there wasn't just black and white. I thought it was interesting when you said balance. Um, They portrayed good and bad guys. I'm using air quotes here good and bad guys on both sides of the conflict right,
0: right. and that's really the that's a, a good indicator of a good film um in a good movie is that they don't look at the protagonists or the antagonists as one-dimensional Um, They're they're humans. And when you are able to bring that humanity into the movie itself, into that form, you really engage audiences. And so what I thought was very clever was how they were able to bring, and it's very rare they can do this, by the way, bring these two different perspectives together. And really, it doesn't. I'm, I'm watching it, I'm saying, okay, it's going to be pro-David um, Koresh. Certainly, as someone who may be more liberty-oriented, you would want to see that. But no, actually, this guy mm-hmm. was kind of scary and very manipulative. And then you say, well, you know, about the FBI. And say, well, no, actually, there's this tension within the FBI that ends up building over the course of the series and the event. And you begin to see where, and they do a great job of just teasing out these major questions, right, and I think I wrote it right in my review, I mean, I'm sorry if I'm going to be sort of um, spoil anything, but it is a story that's already been out there in the narrative form for a while, but you really begin thinking, oh my gosh, I mean, why do we have tanks trying to bust down this complex? What if, as much as I am, I, I, I think this is a cult, I think there were definitely elements that were not good. I mean, if you were a part of that, but are we, is this really the kind of force we're we're using? And clearly it is a militarization of domestic law enforcement. The scale is out of really uh, incredibly high. And the consequence was terrible. I mean, it was a true tragedy. 25 kids died.
1: Well, and there may, and there may very well have been, Criminal activity. There's good reason to believe that that there was criminal activity, whether it was David Koresh, quote unquote, marrying underage girls as part of his uh, as part of his, uh, you know, uh, polygamist approach to everything. So there may have been. But when the tanks rolled in, when the helicopters rolled in, when, um, you know, the the lights were put in all day and night and, and loud music and loud loud noises um, that took things to a whole new level and we don't really know why they decided to do that in this case I thought one of the most interesting perspectives was uh, a supporting character played by John Leguizamo um, who was trying to push back saying this isn't right and then he ended up kind of getting thrown under the bus so to speak on this but when you talk about the militar- militarization of the police there are some people who just say, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, okay, yeah, they went overboard on this one, but criminals are, are tough and they're bad and they've got weapons now. Right. We've got to have police that have military-grade um, weaponry or defense or, or vehicles because that's how dangerous the streets are, and, and they have to have an advantage. Right.
0: now, And I think that this really what, – what is very clever about the way this story is told in Waco is that you see the escalation. In other words, if the escalation didn't – if they didn't have the guns and they didn't have the tanks, this would have happened the, – the, the end of this would have happened very differently. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't – and I think they've done a really nice job of showing how that got to that point. And they don't let Koresh off the hook. No, they don't. Um, they don't at all. But they also show how the – the FBI really began to say, look, you know, we're just, we've got these things we can, these tools that we can employ and we can go in and we're smarter than the gun and we can figure out how to do this and manipulate the, um, the not only the tanks, but the tear gas and the guns, even though they were faced with failure after failure after failure and so this is a, a real issue, and we still face, and it's highly relevant um, today. We've, I mean, we're right now in the middle of this this, uh, this incredible public debate over a woman who was killed in her apartment because the police got the wrong apartment. And why did they have to crash in on that apartment, and then she was shot multiple times in bed with her boyfriend? Um, honestly, you have to think: well, if the tools aren't there to make those kinds of errors the way they did, um, then maybe we would have had a different outcome. And the Waco case is another interesting case, example because while it was clear early in the season, it kind of got buried, but the pretext for going in and serving the warrant against David Crush was almost specious. Um, right. In other words, it really wasn't much content. Yeah, they had a warrant. But it was pretty flimsy evidence um, that they had. They were even going on a warrant that actually wasn't within the jurisdiction of the FBI, at least part of it it wasn't. So just a fascinating
1: case study. It is. And once again, um, the write up is Waco demonstrates the real dangers of militarizing law enforcement. You can find it at independent.org. And uh, Samuel, Dr. Samuel Staley from Florida State University. Thank you so much for the uh, insight. I, I really liked it. And if somebody has not seen this miniseries, they need to get on Netflix and watch it. I, just- I think it's yeah, it's great. Thank you, Mike. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this. Okay, so how much privacy are you willing to give up to help contain the coronavirus? You know we couldn't get away from coronavirus this weekend. There's a push to have someone trace everybody that you have been near if you get the Rona. It's an interesting debate. We're talking about it just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. When might you be buzzed when you suddenly love everything? You guys, I love this song.
0: I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out.
1: If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
0: I love your car. Is this real leather? Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever.
1: Hi. Oh, hey.
0: Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.